Lord, we're so grateful that, Lord, you're real. We're so grateful that we're not just reading a bunch of dead stories written long ago that don't have any application to our life. Thank you, Father, that your word is living and it's active. And it brings healing and it brings life. It is powerful. And I pray that if there's one here who doesn't understand that, that they would see it, that they would experience the power of Your Word when it comes to life, when we say yes to You, when we believe, when we trust in You, Lord. And I pray that for all of us, Lord. Because there are parts to Your Word that all of us are saying no to for whatever reason. We're not trusting You, Lord. I pray that all of us, Lord, would just open those doors and just receive what you want to give today in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, um, I was relating to what Stephanie was sharing. Uh, I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) I've been in a bad mood this morning. Uh, Nikki and I haven't been talking. (laughs) It's one of those places where you're at and you're just frustrated. Um, But you know what? I wanted to be here. I want to be here. And the reason that I want to be here is not because I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm a person that can do things if I'm supposed to do them for a little while, but not very long. I'm just, some of you are really good at that. You just keep going. Oh, I'm supposed to do this. I, I can only do that so long. And then finally I'm like, whatever, I don't even care anymore. I am here this morning because of the joy that I experience. And to be honest with you, it's not church, and it's not, I mean, there's joy in being with you, but what I really experience joy from is when I'm obedient to God. That is what I find. I mean, and when I say joy, I'm talking, I'm not talking about a superficial happiness that just happens for a little while. Um, you can experience that in a lot of places and in a lot of ways, but it doesn't last and it usually leaves you empty and, and, and worse off than when, um, beforehand. But there is a joy with God that fills in a way that nothing and no one else can. I mean, there is joy in, in being in some of the presence of some of you and my family and so on, but, you know, I mean, there's no one that I love more than my wife. But as I just shared, you know, this morning, we weren't there. <laughs> but that's okay because she doesn't have to be everything to me. God is. But here's the deal, and here's what I want to share with you, and here's, here's what I believe that God wants to share. I believe He really wants to share it, because by the way, um, the Scripture is 1-13, through 13, and Chris read part of that, and we did not orchestrate that, okay? Uh, that is something that God put on Chris's heart, and so I believe that God wants some of you, all of us, to hear this, okay? He's trying to drive this home. There is a joy in obedience, but the enemy wants to keep you from getting there. And He wants to distract you and pull you away. He wants to discourage you, okay, if He can. And He also wants to distract. Uh, Part of the way that He will distract 
is that He will put things out in front of you that will bring you quick temporary happiness. And it's so easy to go after those things and to miss out on the joy that fills you. We were talking this morning in Sunday school about things that validate us and things that we get validation from. And one of the things that I was sharing is that in the world, you don't get a lot of validation for pastoring. Okay, when you're out among people and, uh, you know, some I don't mention I'm a pastor, by the way, it's always one of you other people that say, you know, he's a pastor. Uh, When that comes out, people are like, oh, and then they either walk away or they switch the subject and go to something else. There's not a lot of validation out there, but there's, you know, my other job. I'll be honest with you. I get some validation from that. People want to talk to me about my other job. But they don't want to talk about the pastoring thing. And so here's what I find. Because of that, what can happen is my heart can get drawn into my other job more than God wants me to be drawn into instead of this because I get more validation. I get more quick response, more praise from people for that. And here's the thing. All of you are in this boat, okay? When it, and what I'm talking about is just being obedient to God. When you are obedient to God and you're doing the things that are not only in His Word, the things in His Word are important, but also the things that He puts on your heart, you will receive a powerful joy like nothing else. But here's the thing. In order to get that joy, there's also some pushing through uh, some hard times and some discouragement and some distractions. And if you don't push through those, you're not going to experience the joy that is God that's like, woo! There's nothing else like it. And I go through these times when I feel that joy from God, and I'm like, why do I keep getting distracted? Why do I keep putting my time into other things? But then I get there again, and boom, I start doing it again, because it's quick and it's easy. And we all have our different ways. You know, Chris was sharing one of his ways was through finances, okay? We can look for praise from people uh, through the things that we own, the things that we have, uh, through our performance, the things that we can do. So for some of you, your job, okay, um, you, you get praise through that, and so you're pouring yourself into that more than what God wants you to. Even if it's something that He's called you to. You're pouring yourself. I mean, my other job, I believe God's called me to that. But He has not called me to pour myself in like I sometimes do just because I want some praise. For some of you... um You know, maybe it's a hobby that you have uh, that you're really good at, okay? And when you do that, people go, wow, that's impressive. And, 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 you know, it can, uh, and in the moment, you know, that, that, that feels good. That's how pleasure is. It feels good and it's okay. I mean, it's praise is good, okay? But here's the thing. Don't sell your soul for it. Don't sell your soul for it and don't, Don't hold back from the obedient things that God is calling you to because they will give you overwhelming joy, but most of the time, they're hard. One of the things that you heard about from Chris and some others is that we're planning, or we're we're just a few weeks out from going to a trip in Guatemala. But I got to tell you, I am really, this week, really frustrated, discouraged, I'm, I mean, I found myself more than once saying, did God even call us to this? 
Because there's so much frustration going on with all the planning in communicating with the people in Guatemala, the missionaries there, communicating with the mission base in Michigan, uh, and then all the arrangements that we're trying to do. And, you know, we all have uh, all kinds of other things going on, all right? It's not like we all have a clear schedule until we get to the time that we leave for Guatemala. We've got all these other things going on. But in the midst of it, here's the deal. I'm pushing through because I've experienced this before where I've done what God has called me to do in a situation like this. And i got to tell you, and Mark shared this about a mission trip that he took, that the joy you feel is like, whoa. I mean, it can't compare to anything. But it's hard, okay? I mean, you got to push through all of this stuff. You get over there, uh, and all the comforts that we're used to are gone. I mean, the AC and all that kind of stuff, it's out the window. Um, but it's what you experience is so powerful that it's worth pushing through. And so here's the deal. God is calling many of you to certain things, okay? So, so, there are certain things He's calling all of us to that we find in His Word, okay? But there's other things that God is calling you specifically to, um, but you're not pouring yourself into it because some of you, uh, you're getting distracted, okay? Or uh, the enemy's pulling you into some you know, kind of sin that's just you know, getting you all tangled up. Um, or, you know, you're seeking some immediate praise that, 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 that you know, you can... I mean, you're not going to walk out of here and people aren't going to be like, Woo! You went to church! You gathered and you... Good job! That, nobody's going to give a rip. I mean, if you try to share this with people, people are going to be like, Oh, you're not going to start witnessing to me now, are you? But, but here's the thing. Worship fills us. When we are obedient to God, it fills us. And so this is what I want to share with you. God is saying, push through and trust me. And it's hard and we don't want to give it up. I mean, I, I, I keep coming back to Chris here because he shared you know, his deal, but we've all got our deals, okay? And so he shared how God was on him about this for years and years and years. But it's him finally saying yes, and all of a sudden you begin to experience this joy. And it's not all over. The enemy's going to keep coming at him. He's going to try to get him back there. He's going to try to discourage him. But the reason that Chris will push through is not because, well, it's the right thing to do, and I want to be a good Christian. (laughs) That doesn't work. The reason that he's going to do it is because the joy that he will experience from trusting God who will take whatever provisions He has and He will multiply them, the the joy that He will experience will be far greater, far greater than any immediate pleasure or, or any sense of control that we can have when we think that we are in charge. It's worth it. All right, let's go to the Word. Hebrews 12. Um, And Hebrews 12, right before this, Hebrews 11 is often referred to as the faith chapter because you've got all these stories of these people who trusted God. But in it, when you read through them, none of them trusted God perfectly. None of them. I mean, they were wrecks, just like us. 
Uh, and it takes us years to finally say yes in a certain area, and then, you know, more years to say yes in another area, and then we go back, and then he has to call us forward. I mean, but the thing is, is that when we keep going, and when we say yes to God, and we keep moving forward, um, what he is able to do in our life is not only about us, but he's able to impact so many others. And so we're reading here about these people in chapter 11 that God used and it's blessing us now. And by the way, when you move forward, even though people uh, around you aren't going to be praising you like, oh, good job, you just keep going for God, that's great. They're going to recognize it and it is going to impact their life. And because of what they see in you, it is possible that God will use that, not just you. He's going to use a lot of people. So don't feel all the pressure like, oh, I can't mess up because people are watching me. But when you keep going, God's going to use that and it's going to impact people. And so in Hebrews 11, that's what's going on. He's got about, he's got all that. But then after he shares all these stories of people who didn't give up, people who kept going, now he turns and he speaks to us. And this is what he says. He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. I'm going to stop right there before we go any further. That first sentence there. You are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses, and what they're witnessing is your life of faith. And, and the thing is, is that again, when it comes to our life of faith, we're not getting a lot of praise out there. When you go out and you do a good job at your job, or you know, if you're in school and you make some big grades, or if you're playing sports and you do well in that, you're going to get, woo! Yes! But when you are living faith and you are being obedient to God, you're not going to get a lot of that. You may get some of that from, from brothers and sisters who are locked arms with you and walking, but you're not going to get a lot of that. But here, I want you to hear this. The Word says there is a huge crowd of witnesses. Witness is somebody who observes. They are observing. And if you go later, down into chapter 12, what it talks about is not only the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, not only uh, the angels, but it's talking about all of those who have gone on before us. It says that they are witnessing us. Now, I know some of you are like, well, how can that be? Because, you know, um, they're seeing my struggles and so on. That's what the Word says. They are witnessing us. And I don't think they're up there because here's what the enemy would want you to think, that they're up there going, oh, I can't believe they just did that. Oh, that's so bad. No, no, no. That flesh is gone. They're seeing things through God's eyes and they're saying, keep going. You can do this. Keep going. And I want you to hear that because we're not getting a lot of praise out there, but I want you to know there's a huge multitude right now who sees you. Okay? who sees you, and if your heart is moving forward towards God and you're trusting Him a little more today than you did yesterday, they're going, good job. And if you're not, you know what they're doing? They're saying, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. You're not, it's not over yet. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. 
That's huge to me. And I, you're, well, you already probably think I'm a little freaky, okay? But sometimes, sometimes, you know what? I think about people that I've loved that are no longer with us. And I think about, can they see me right now? You know, I've talked before about how I would spend time with my grandfather and my father. Um, You know, that's one of the things I love about the farm is that I spent so much time with them and they're both gone. And sometimes when I'm out in that barn and I'm alone and I'm just working on a tractor or something like that, I just, I have a sense that they can see. And, you know, for so long, what I wanted more than anything... Every son and every daughter is like this. I wanted to make them proud. And I believe that those who have gone on before us are looking at us and saying, you can do this life of faith thing. And by the way, that's what they care about now. They don't care about the other because the flesh is gone. They see things clearly. This is what they care about. The world may be out there clapping for you, for the car you drive, the house you live in, what you're accomplishing at work. They're not. They're clapping for you when you trust God and you say yes. Like more people than what you're running into out here. Take that to heart. Take that to heart. That encourages me because I, I, when I stand before the Lord, I, I just... I don't want to, I know I'm not going to be like, oh, I did that perfectly, but I want to, I want to, I want to know that I gave it all. That even when I screwed up, I got back up and I said yes to God. When I got off on the rabbit trail and I was trying to, you know, earn some worldly hoorahs or whatever, that, that I, I got back and I came back to Him. And He's calling us back to Him constantly. Okay, When Chris talked about the prodigal thing, we're all prodigals in certain areas. All of us. Because we're in this life of constant transformation and sanctification where God is constantly transforming us, taking us to a place where we trust Him with more and more and more. And it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter, um, you know, whether we're a, a, a leader, and we're all leaders to a certain extent. We're all in that place where He's constantly transforming us. And not only is God cheering us on, but there's this huge crowd of witnesses. But I also want you to see this. I want you to see that it talks about stripping things off. Okay, getting rid of the weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily entangles us. Now, first of all, when there's a crowd, I try harder. I try harder. I do. I mean, who of us doesn't? Um, You know, it's one thing to practice something when no one's around, but when people are around, it's like, I I got to give my best, right? Well... There's this crowd watching you all the time. You're never alone. They're watching you. And so part of what he says here is with that in mind that these people are watching you and they're not watching you with a negative sense, okay? They're watching you. They're cheering you on. Give it all. And so get rid of the extra weight because it talks about we're in this race, okay? And here's the thing about uh, carrying extra weight. I've found that I can carry extra weight at first and it really doesn't bother me. 
But if you've ever tried to carry weight a long distance, even the littlest amount, even though it doesn't increase with weight, it feels like it. Because the strain becomes harder and harder and harder. And so as we're walking this life of faith, there are, first of all, there are things that may not necessarily be sin. They may actually be good things. But hear this, God didn't call you to it. And that could be a ministry. That could be you serving on some kind of committee that is, quote, a good thing. But God didn't call you to it. Maybe you're you know, spending time with someone trying to help them out. Because that's the Christian thing to do. Well, guess what? If God didn't call you to it, it's a weight. And it's going to weigh you down. And it's going to pull you down from the life of faith that you are called to live. Are you hearing this? It's not just sin. Okay? But the sin is also there. And the thing about sin is, is that we decide we want it so bad that um, we decide we're going to make it happen and we're going to manage it. Sin management. (laughs) I'm really good at thinking I can do it. (laughs) I'm really bad at managing it. I can't do it. But I find that at first I'm like, I can do this. I can dabble a little bit in this and I'll be okay. I'll keep pursuing God. You know, I'll keep doing what He's calling me to do and it'll be okay. And at first, it's like that weight that you pick up. I mean, sin's like, oh, this isn't so bad. But then you keep walking and you keep walking and the thing about weight is, is it keeps going down and you're, you're struggling and before long, it's getting down around your feet and you're getting tangled up and next thing you know, you fall on your face. Now, I want you to hear this. When you fall on your face... It is a grace from the Lord. It is a grace from the Lord. Because what the Lord wants to do is wake you up. Because He loves you. And that's what this passage is going to begin to talk about as we go on. Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Here's the really cool thing. If you've ever had to do something that you've never done before, it can be really intimidating. But when you have someone with you who's done it before, and they've been successful, and they're telling you how to do it, there's this charge in you like, you know what? They've done it. They've been successful. They're telling me I can do it. I think I can do this. I was thinking about a good example in a movie. It could be rated something bad. I'm not sure. (laughs) All right. It was a Rocky movie, Creed. Okay? Creed 2. And one of the things that really caught me in Creed 2 is that you had a champion boxer, and he said yes to this fight that he thought he could win. But Rocky, who had, you know, been the victor many times and had traveled that path... He said, I'm not going to be your trainer anymore for this one. You're on your own. I don't want you to do it. He said, well, I'm doing it anyway. And he went in. He got his tail kicked. He got his tail kicked. He failed. But then Rocky comes in after and he says, okay, I'll walk with you. Goes up against the same fighter. Wins. Why? Because the successful one gave him a few pointers. But it was also this. He was there with him, and he knew it. He knew, he, he, he knew that he had won the victory, and he's there with him, and so he's saying, I can do this. 
What I want you to hear is this. Jesus, whatever you're facing, Jesus has gone through it and He's been victorious and He's with you. And you need to understand that. If you're wrapped up in some kind of dead religion where Jesus isn't with you and you're not hearing Him speak to your spirit... Jesus is real. He wants to speak to your spirit. He wants to lead you through. And if you don't understand that, you don't know Jesus. You're wrapped up in dead religion and it goes nowhere. Okay? Jesus wants to walk with you. He wants to speak to your spirit. And so as you're going through things that are hard, and you're going to go through things that are hard, okay? If you are obedient to God, He's not going to just call you to easy things. He's going to call you to hard things. If you're not facing hard things, you're not following Him, okay? He's going to call you to hard things. But here's the thing. Whatever it is, He's going to call you to things that He's able to be victorious in through you. But again, when we start going off and trying to do things, even though they should be easy, but we're going and we're not, we're not doing it because God's called us to, they become really hard. Really hard. But know this. How do you get through? How do you be victorious? You keep your eyes on Jesus. When Jesus was here, one of the things that He said is that He didn't do anything He didn't see the Father doing. That's what we're called to do. We're only called to do the things that we see God leading us to do. Even if it's a good thing. Okay? If God's not calling you to help someone, don't do it. What? That's terrible. No, I'm serious. Because here's the thing. If you say yes to this, you're not going to be able to say yes to the thing that God's actually calling you to that's going to produce fruit. Are you hearing me? You've got to be careful about it. Alright, he goes on um, and says, because... We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross. I want you to catch that. Why did He endure the cross? Because of the joy awaiting Him. I want you to know, whatever you're going through, there's joy on the other side. And that is what will get you through. If you're like, oh, well, it's the right thing to do. Okay, again, some of you last longer with that, but that only goes so far. When you come up against the really hard stuff and Satan comes against you, what's going to get you through it is knowing there's unbelievable joy on the other side. And it's real. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Why did he endure the hostility? Because of the joy. I want you to hear that. Sometimes we think, oh, that sounds so selfish. No, that's what God did. Because of the joy he endured. That's why God's calling you to enjoy. There's really good stuff that He wants to give you through it. After all, you have not given your lives and your struggle against sin. And you have forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as His children. He said, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when He corrects you. For the Lord's discipline, the Lord disciplines those He loves and He punishes each one He accepts as as his child. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of that. It goes through and kind of elaborates on that. But here's what I want you to hear. God is going to call you to some hard things, and you're not always going to make all the right steps. You're going to rebel a little bit. But because God loves you, He's going to discipline you. And you need to hear that. If God is disciplining you, it means He loves you. And that means... He's going to allow the path that you're going down that He hasn't called you to to go down to become really tough. And He's going to do that because He loves you. Those people that you look at and you get mad and you say, why is their life so easy? They're not even trying to follow God and their life's so easy because they're not His children. And so He's letting them go down the path. He's letting them go down the path 
And, I mean, they're not experiencing any joy, let me tell you that. They're experiencing some short-term pleasure, but inside, they've got no joy. Their life is misery. But you're looking at it going, well, why are they making so much money? Why am I not making that kind of money? Because He loves you. Why is Chris having difficulty in his job and his pay is getting cut? Because God loves him. I'm serious. When you're looking at some of those people that you're getting mad at and you're saying, if there's a God, why is that happening? God, why are you... Because He loves you. If God loves you, He's going to make things difficult that you are not called to. Now, you're going to need uh, some discernment because when you're doing the things that you are called to, the enemy is going to come against that. Okay? So you're going to need some discernment. You're going to need to go God. You're going to need people around you helping you discern. Okay? When it talks about untangling sin, uh, we need help with that. We need help untangling. Okay? And that's why we need to be real with the things that we're struggling through because we need help untangling all of us. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to talk about where our weaknesses are. We don't want to talk about where our struggles are. We want to pretend like we're all okay. Well, guess what? As long as you take that approach, you're going to stay tangled. Just be real, okay? Because we're all struggling with stuff. Your stuff is not worse than my stuff. Your stuff is not worse than my stuff. The enemy's told you it is. It's not. It's not. So if you come to me and share something, I'm not going to be like, are you kidding me? You did that? I'm going to help you get untangled. Because that's what God does for me, and that's what He wants to do for you. Why? Because He wants to give you joy. Why is He disciplining you? Because He wants to give you joy. Why do I discipline my kids? Because I want them to experience joy. And here's what I've discovered. Anytime that I do not exercise discipline in something, I do not experience joy in it. I may experience some short-term pleasure, but I do not experience joy in it. You want some joy in your health? Guess what? It's going to take some discipline. You want joy in uh, your job? It's going to take some discipline. You want, I mean, anything that you approach. And so that's why I discipline my kids, because I want them to experience joy. I love them. And so God is going to discipline you at times by making the wrong path really hard. Not because He doesn't love you, but because He wants you to experience unbelievable joy. But you've got to trust Him enough to finally say, okay, I'm going to go your way and I'm going to stop going this way that looked so good to me that I thought was going to bring me happiness and all this applause from people. I'm going to stop it and I'm going to trust you. Are you hearing this? God wants you to experience joy. But you've got to say yes. You've got to say yes. God, you see into every heart right now. You know what's going on. And you're wanting to give us joy, every one of us. Lord, give us the discernment, first of all, to know when we're chasing something that You haven't called us to, even if it appears good. And give us the faith to say yes to You, to trust You, that it's going to be worth it uh, to go after the things that maybe don't look so good, the things that appear hard, the things that appear sacrificial, the things that don't appear that we're going to be getting a lot of glory from. Help us to say yes to that because that's actually where we're going to find the most joy. And so, Lord, I pray that You would first of all reveal that to every one of us here and then give us the faith to say yes to You.
And for any of us that are doubting, Lord, I just pray that You will speak prophetically through other believers around them to whatever it is, so that they will know You're hearing them, Lord, and that You are cheering them on. I pray that, Holy Spirit, You are just free to work in those ways today. Holy Spirit, You are free to do as You please. We just ask that You would come and fill us and begin to just use us to minister, Lord, and to bring about the joy that only You can bring. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you would stand.